the Eilith Quick Guide to Pesach, with the voices of Rabbi Mark Goldsmith, Elana Fleetwood, Robert Weiner, Karen Peterman, John Peterman, Ellen Gilbert Hertz, Nikki Vanderzil, David Baker, the Eilith Youth Singers, and the Kids Choir. I think you can take the message of Pesach as there's always hope, there's always opportunity. I think not necessarily just for the Jewish people, but if you've got problems, if you've got troubles, there's always a way out and there's always a way to move forward and to leave the past behind you and move on to better things. Pesach, Passover, they're the same thing. Let's start off from what Pesach is in the Torah. In the first five books of the Bible, the five books of Moses, Pesach is the point at which the children of Israel come out of Egypt and released from slavery. And Pesach has remained the festival of freedom for Jews for millennia ever since. Pesach itself refers to the lamb which was originally sacrificed at that point in memory of that event on one particular night of the year the night of the 14th of Nisan. Now, it had to be sacrificed in a particular place, and that particular place for Jews originally became the temple in Jerusalem. Josephus, a Roman Jewish historian, speaks about how hundreds of thousands of Jews would descend upon Jerusalem at the time of Pesach. Their lamb would be slaughtered and made ready for them to sit in family groups which to an extent turned into our family Seder that we have now. One particular group that split off from Judaism two and a half thousand years ago, the Samaritans, still carry out the Passover sacrifice much as our ancestors would have done when the temple still stood, except that they reckon it should be done at a different site. So they do this at Mount Gerizim, just near Nablus, which was the biblical city of Shechem. When the temple was destroyed... Something had to replace that, some way of remembering the importance of freedom and liberation to Jews and Judaism. Pesach became a home ceremony, where anybody in a household could be the one who led it, where the children would be told about the freedom of our ancestors, when the angel of death passed over, which is why the Passover name of the festival, the houses of the Israelites on that last fateful night in Egypt. The children, in order to make sure that they could work out a way of asking the questions they needed to ask to be able to then be told the story by the adults, learnt to sing a song uh, based on some questions which you can find in our Mishnah. And that song is Manish Tana. Questions are asked, and then the meal and the story around it answers those questions. Now Pesach and the family gatherings have become the most popular Jewish observance of all, probably. So much so that in Mumbai, where the suspicion of taking censuses remains in Judaism as something not to do, in order to know how many people there were in the community, they would simply weigh the output of the city's matzah bakery. Matzah being the unleavened bread that you need to be able to celebrate Pesach. And it still is the case that people will gather who don't otherwise gather for Jewish festivals for a Seder. In our community, 
as well as ensuring that everybody has a Seder to go to on the first night of Passover, we also hold communal Seder, where people can come together to celebrate Passover as a community. My big Pesach memory is being invited to my very frum cousins in Golders Green. They sing. They don't play musical instruments. They harmonize. That's what it is. And because at their level of Judaism, men aren't meant to hear women's voices. But because it's family, the women sing. No, call Aish. It's only only supposed to hear men's voices. But the harmonizing, because it's the daughters and the sons and the son-in-laws and the new daughter-in-law. And they know, they really know their stuff. And so the harmonization is gorgeous. And I just sit there speechless. It's delightful. And the attention to detail, and I suspect family traditions that have grown up as well. And they include me. And it's like including the stranger. And I love it. I'm not a stranger to them, but I still feel they're including the stranger. And it's a fabulous experience. We'd love to hear from you. Why not send us an email to podcast at alith.org.uk. More flour, less water. It was April 2000 and we had been living in Jaman, a small island off the coast of southeast China, for seven months. Now it was there of Pesach and our Seder was that evening. With our Seder dish and our matzah cloth in storage, we had to improvise. But in China that was not difficult and we still used the cloth that I made. The house was clean and tidy. We had burnt the homemades in the front garden, much to the puzzlement of the guards on the housing estate. And somewhere in my store cupboard of food from England, I had a Manischewitz chocolate cake. When I couldn't find horseradish in the local fresh market, I was able to order it from the Shanghai shopping list, along with ground almonds. But matzah, that was very different. So, more flour, less water. How many minutes had I left to bake it in? The resulting flat biscuit was rather uninspiring, so it was just lucky that that afternoon I received a slip from the post office informing me of a package to collect. It had arrived. Courtesy of the community in Shanghai, they had sent me five boxes of mozza. It was surprising how pleased we were to see those boxes. So that evening, joined by the headmaster of the international school and his wife, we were able to have our seder. And in some ways, keeping Pesach was much easier in China. The society was not dominated by bread, and there was so much fresh produce in the markets. The next year, our community had grown, and we were able to invite two other families and a friend, and once again the community in Shanghai sent matzah. The kids made matzah covers, we sang songs and related our own stories of family traditions from Seder's past. Somehow it made the event even more meaningful. Strangers in a strange land, remembering a story from long ago. And the following year, where will we be then? We are the Aleph Youth Singers. Ilu ilu hotianu hotianu mimit trium hotianu mimit trium dienu. My best memory of a seder was when I was about seven or eight, 
And at that time, there was my father and his brother, Uncle Harry, and his brother, Uncle Alfie. And these were three likely lads from Whitechapel. But I can remember, even now, at that age, tears of laughter streaming down my face, holding my tummy. I was laughing so much at what Lionel Baker and Alfie Baker and Harry Baker were joking together that night around the Seder table. That was just the best Seder. It's very much a family um, time to be together and read the Haggadah and, you know, sort of in, in the same sort of way that we suffered from Egypt. My parents and I came from Germany, from the Nazi Holocaust, so there was a certain parallel feeling there and it was all it was a very gay occasion also you know it had very solemn moments this is the festival of freedom symbolized by the bread of affliction a very poor bread something which doesn't taste so good the matzah by simple foods which tell us that a special time has come the beginning of something new and something special and where the matzah tells us sometimes we've got to take our destiny in our own hands and create freedom and liberation for ourselves as a people and throughout the world. This podcast is from the Northwestern Reform Synagogue in London, otherwise known far and wide as Eilith. You can find out a lot more about us at eilith.org.uk and you can tell us your thoughts and Pesach experiences by emailing podcast at alith.org.uk. Additional music is by Paul Greenstein at audiovert.com and production is by Mal Walford for blueblah.co.uk.